0: You sound like
1: you're in a toilet.
0: Okay, oh, would, how about would, now?
1: Yep, now it sounds good. I can hear okay.
0: you. Yeah, you sound a little better. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. No pain. No pain. No pain.
2: No pain. Don't we need
1: to address my controversy this week?
0: What was your controversy this week?
2: What what would what, you what would you do this time?
1: The lactating how Al Gore you- controversy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I promised. I promised that I would address it.
0: Okay. Well, right. You have some words to say.
1: So, some guy. I think he works for Politico now, right? Yeah. Something. You know, it turned out that the whole impeachment thing was based on the word of a Russian spy or whatever.
0: The Biden's impeachment, yeah.
1: And he, and then he was, and then he tweeted something like. It's their version of the steel dossier. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So so some both sides is right? Right. And then I quote tweeted him and I was like, well, the steel dossier was true. You know? Yeah. And then he like looked, he saw that and was clearly mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like looked in the replies to my quote tweet. And saw that said, someone said something mean about him, you know, because his but, kid died but, a few years ago, and he was like, <laughs> this guy won't shut up about his dead kid, you know?
2: <laughs> Which well, you wait mean, a minute, now you didn't say that, that was someone replying to you, La- so I think you're in the clear, so nothing to worry. Lactating Al
1: Gore said
2: that, okay?
1: Right.
0: Lactating Al Gore was making fun of this guy because his kid died.
2: Yeah, and so-
1: I don't know if it was making fun so much as just stating it plainly, right? And I would never say such a thing. I did throw a courtesy fave. Oh, right? I no. Throw, I throw Ooh. out... it If someone gives me a reply that's substantive, this was substantive, it was on topic, right? <laughs> I'll throw out the courtesy fave. Courtesy... <laughs> but then there's You don't guy, apply... This guy, like screen capped my like Uh, of the tweet right and then like quote tweeted the bad tweet and then just like put my (laughs) like my like of it right
0: Which well now 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 it all hinges on the the tweet itself i think like i really got to see this tweet
1: it was like you know
0: 'Cause now like plainly stating it versus making fun of him, that's a that's a big distinction. I here. think
1: he I think he compared it to Tori Amos's criticism of Courtney Love for playing up being a widow too much or something.
2: Like a professional mourner kind of thing. A professional
1: th- mourner kind of thing.
2: I would bring up the fact that as other people have mentioned, that he's like that that guy is like he has a background as like a kind of a Republican ops kind of guy. Like well, rather I, well, than bring up is- is-
1: what I find kind of interesting about it is that he worked for Dana Rohrabacher. Yeah. Who literally was a Russian asset, like literally was being bribed by Russia.
2: To such um, an extent that it was like in the post-Trump victory, he he couldn't even still be involved in politics. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was even then it was like, that's a bit much. <laughs> right. Which is interesting that he would I don't to bring that up and not his dead kid.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> I just find it a little disingenuous to look into the likes to the replies to the quote tweet instead of just replying to the quote tweet or engaging with the thing that actually made you mad. Yeah. He did some digging to find
0: that. But lactating Al Gore isn't a name. Whereas you are.
1: I also found that a little much like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like putting centrist madness on blast or whatever. Like, come on, right? No one knows who I am.
0: What's what's the tweet? Do you have the tweet?
1: I think we described it pretty accurately. It's see, calling he him deli- a
0: professional mourner.
1: I'm blocked by Andrew
2: now, so um, like he's like he basically just said, yeah, this guy's just. Talks about he he just likes getting attention for his dead kid. <laughs> and you gave him a a courtesy like because it was enga- he was engaging in the issue. You weren't making a moral, you weren't saying, yeah, that's I agree. I, I did not retweet,
1: right? I didn't go, go yeah. with the retweet. I didn't do a follow up. I didn't reply. Yeah. Right. So really a de minimis interaction with it, right?
2: A what now? A de minimis? Diminimus. De de minimis. All right.
0: Still okay. makes me uncomfortable.
2: Hey, look. Look, This you is got, why you got to address wins. it. This is why people have been asking <laughs> you to address it. Look, John's reaction, it's like it's like, yeah, the, the, your fans are like, "Hey, what is he what, what's he going to say about this?" cuz I'm mean, uncomfortable with
0: yeah, it. Yeah, you just don't fuck with you don't fuck with wading into that. I don't
1: I don't approve with the message, but I regret faving it. I'll tell I'll tell you that much.
0: There you go. Okay. Let the healing I just, begin.
1: I just feel that some people who pretended to be upset on behalf of Andrew Kaczynski actually were being insincere and did not really care about cruelty online or being mean online.
0: Sure. But
1: especially really
0: about them. I mean, if this is, if you're trying to do an apology and I'm the HR or PR person, I would say you're fucking this off.
1: Hey, Hey, look, I favored it. I dished out the courtesy fave, and I am changing my courtesy fave policy. I oh, have not go. been dishing them out lately.
2: I that, that's a good move, and that guarantees that there'll never be a, rec- a, a like a recreation of this incident. This is never going to happen again because you've inst- you changed your policy from now I, so on. One, one would hope.
1: From now on, faves are endorsements.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: Retweets uh. <sighs> are not. Retweets remain not an endorsement.
0: Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will
1: retweet things that I find to be an interesting part of the discourse. Right. In retrospect, I should have just retweeted and not faved it. <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh.
2: <laughs> this is.
1: No.
0: You'd be,
2: right? That'd be, you'd, be in, you'd be in even more hot water if you did that. I'm that would so, so, be a dumbass okay. move.
0: <laughs> First of all, I had no fucking idea about this. Secondly, I'm incredibly uncomfortable right now.
1: Well, really, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy.
0: But you're not sorry. That's the whole point.
1: I'm sorry. I regret faving it. But I do want to say though that I think lactating if you work. regret
0: faving it, then just come out and say you regret faving it. Don't have this like glib, you know,
1: oh I'm being fucking glib
0: jokey thing about it.
1: I, I'm telling you the truth. Everything I say sounds glib, but I am telling you the truth in a non glib way. I will no longer give out courtesy faves. There we go. I will only retweet things if I find they contribute to an interesting part of the discourse.
0: You can give out courtesy faves. You don't. You just don't give out courtesy faves on things that are like I don't know, kind of. I, I don't say immoral, but it's over the line. Over the line. Okay. Did
2: I mean I'm going to ask you right now if you did lactating Al Gore? In your opinion, did he cross the line? Can you condemn? In me, my opinion, it? I know Matt. I know you how you feel. You, I I'm think, lactating
1: Matt. Al Gore crossed the line. There you go. Thank you. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But you still co-
0: appreciated the engagement.
1: I'm not gonna completely well, cut I, him loose. I think lactating Al Gore is not the worst person
2: in the world. That's no. good enough for me. That's good enough for me. He maybe he regrets it. And we have to. He act-
1: deleted it. He said, "Yeah, you know, I'll delete it." Like he knew he yeah. stepped over
2: the line, and I'm sure think he's. It- I'm sure he feels bad. Do you think this uh, this political writer should thank him for deleting it? <laughs> 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 that was that was a good. That was a um, thank you for you didn't have to do that. I'm glad you did. I think that would be go a long way toward healing this. Actually,
1: I've been tempted in the intervening days since to, you know, be a a like police of my own, you know, these, there's Mm -hmm. some bad, yeah, there's some posts on yesterday where people were threatening to murder Will Stansel, you know, Mm -hmm. and you could dig her. If you look at the likes of those, there's some people who liked those tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Who have, you know, jobs and stuff. And like, they shouldn't have done that. That's bad. That's mean. It's cruel.
0: No, it's dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's not do death threats online, man. Death threats are let's cut that out. Knock it off. We
2: should have a segment That's called it. Knock It Off. <laughs> Thanks. That that would be a good first choice for that segment of something. <laughs> death threats online.
0: You you could have been the first subject for knock. We could have been like, Matt, knock it off.
1: I'm not gonna I had been then my,
0: no you could more cards.
1: I'm not okay. gonna do it. So let's discuss wow. Rocky Four.
0: Yeah. Okay. No pain.
2: No pain. You know, Cocky Ford deserves more than the first, courtesy fave. It deserves a whole episode as it's getting, I think, you know?
0: That's true. It deserves a, a retweet. Uh, oh, yeah. Or a re X. So, first of all, we got to introduce our guests. Oh, I'm sorry. In yeah. the left corner the King of Sting, the Master of Disaster, <laughs> Teddy Two <Tukongs>. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> yeah. I hear about, a I'm walking around few. Burbank and I, yeah, thank you. Thanks for, I was, it's an honor to be here. I'm, thanks to you, John and Matt. It's great to be on Centro again. Yeah. Two, I hear about two Kongs every time I'm walking down and, you know, just down, down to the, the Chandler bike path here on, on Burbank and Burbank. And, uh,
0: people, people see say, you and they're just two Kongs. Two Kongs. Hey, two it's Kongs. Like, yeah,
2: I was
1: thinking about, oh, I'm Porno Matt, by the way. I was thinking about Rocky Four a lot this week as we prepared for the episode. And how it's the first Rocky movie, I would say maybe the only Rocky movie, that's really trying to say something about politics and society and almost trying to be like-
0: International relations?
1: Of its time. Try A movie that's trying to be of its time. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is something that Stallone did much more in the Rambo films- which are all highly political. And Rocky IV came out in this very specific time in boxing history and world history, right? Where the Cold War was still in full bloom, right? It's still, 85 was still a time where you could make this movie and it would have the heat of USA versus Russia. Right, true. USA versus yeah. Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. That kind of nationalistic fervor was still there. Right. Whereas, whereas Rambo Three, which I believe came out in eighty-seven, Stallone has said that the by eighty-seven he says that people were starting to like get comfortable with the idea of peace.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And the over-the-top <laughs> Rambo Three is really like over-the-top fantasies of killing Russians, right? That audiences didn't respond to it quite like he'd hoped. Um, Mm -hmm. whereas I think in 85, it still worked also like in 85 in when they made Rocky three, it was 1982 and there was still an innocence to boxing in the public imagination. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in 1982, Ray Mancini fought Duku Kim.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was a nationally televised fight between a beloved American fighter and a South Korean boxer. And it was an amazing boxing match where one fighter died. Oh my God. And
0: so. I think the the Cold War point is interesting. Actually, this came out the same year as Sting's song about do Russians love their children too. Uh. <laughs> so it's like you can you can you can kind of see there's like this turn where people are like tired of this long running antagonism, and they're like, "Hey, like, can't we just all get along?" Well,
2: that's he the should- message of the movie too, right? Mm-hmm. He's showing humanity of Russians more than he does in the Rambo series, certainly. Yes, yes.
0: Where they're just like meat for a machine gun, presumably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rambo,
1: Rambo 3, and we should do all the Rambo movies too. Rambo 3 has like a Russian supervillain antagonist and also like a Russian henchman for mm. Rambo to fight. And they do like hand-to-hand combat out in the deserts of Afghanistan. Mm. And it, it it's just like, it's very over. Comic book stuff. I'm trying to, the way he kills the guy is very funny. Like, I believe he like shoves him down a pipe with a grenade or something. Hmm. Something like that. But done in a way that's very violent. (laughs)
0: Like.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That sounds like it'd be really satisfying. (laughs) Right. Whereas to me, the USA verse Russia stuff in. Rocky IV is very operatic and cool and like beautiful and just works, feels emotionally powerful, you know?
2: Big part is the staging of the fights themselves. You get a lot of attention paid to the theatricality of introducing fighters, lights. Apollo's death is preceded by like a perfor like America kind of throwing it It's like you got James Brown a
0: Living in America scene. Oh, I love that. <laughs>
2: the, the, just throwing it in their face. America is great. <laughs> like- if you're if you're someone who loves boxing and especially
1: heavyweight boxing, you love ring walks. You know, there's all kinds of legendary ring walks in mm. boxing. That's what history. you call the
0: little the little dance number before the
1: or just you know, like Drago's ring walk is great. Yeah. You know that music, the smoke, you know? Right.
2: Part of the ritual, part of Yeah, the- that
1: kind of ritual and like the anthems and stuff and like boy does this movie deliver. Like it, re- like it made those kind of things just in movies kind of done. You can never top the ring walks of this movie.
0: And- well, yeah. I mean, they have James Brown. How are you gonna talk? I that? know, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Doing and he's wearing like he's dressed up like Uncle Sam. He's like, <laughs> it's, all it's amazing decked stuff, out, man. <laughs> There's like showgirls. Like uh, one
2: of my friends is like he loves Rocky the Rocky series. I think he likes Creed, but he doesn't like Creed two because he thinks it's so lame that Creed has his wife sing a song. <laughs> As he's walking oh. to the ring, <laughs> like that, I, he brings that up a lot. Like her's like this bat. I don't know. It, I like the actress, but it's like, I guess this R&B, this kind of serious R&B song she sings like Tyson, I mean,
1: like this kind of- Tyson Fury, after he wins fights, serenades his wife from the ring. <laughs> and it, oh, after the fight. fight. Yeah. After the wow. fight. You'll see. After you're all beat he gets, up and sweaty. He gets a microphone and sings to his wife. Um, Do you? Is she there? She's there. She's always there. Yeah. Oh, yeah um
0: <laughs> she better be there holy shit
2: <laughs> but <laughs> well, she like, could be watching a, at home a, like rocky's son
1: but there's a proud history okay. of you know like probably not, my probably my favorite ring walk of all time is Nassim hamed he had a fight on like halloween and he like came out and like walked through a, a graveyard that they had set up like in the arena yeah and then like a skeleton pops out of the ground and he like knocks out the skeleton <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you can't beat that shit. Like that's, awesome. that's something boxing has, you know, pro wrestling has it too, but there's something about the fact that they are actually going to be trying to kill each other, right.
0: you know,
2: yeah, um,
1: that gives it a kind of magic.
2: I'm a wrestling guy and I'm I'm not sure about boxing. I was curious about, cause you're a big boxing guy, Matt, where you, you know, the, the realistic boxing aspects of, of this, uh, but yeah, those rituals are huge in wrestling. Uh, do I you would think say that, I would say
1: that this is the first movie where the boxing action becomes something that you would not ever see mm. um, where the violence is dialed up, dialed up to a level that has never really happened. Yeah. Um, like, I believe Rocky is n- just from what we see in the edit. I believe Rocky is knocked down 17 times.
2: Yeah. John was playing it, it's like, it's like this, it makes it seem like the fight went on for hours and hours. <laughs> yeah.
0: It like fades into like, you know, the next round and the next round. And you're like, yeah, this is like a three hour match.
2: Mm. I was wondering, do you think that Stallone, is he aware? Does he follow boxing to the. Okay.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Okay. You know, that fight changed boxing forever. At the time it occurred the main television networks were getting highly interested in boxing Mm -hmm. because there was an NFL strike. So CBS and NBC both started building their weekend programming around boxing. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of really great television style, television fights were happening then. Mancini Kim sort of fit in with a pattern of really amazingly good Ultra violent boxing matches that were on free TV, and it just happened to be one where the got you know a death occur-
2: occurred. And deaths are very rare. And you say so you that certain innocence of boxing was. C- I just think that that was the end of
1: boxing being something that people were comfortable watching on
2: TV. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: I also think Ali Holmes badly damaged
2: that. That was a, yeah. I've heard. I've yeah. That's a sad. Uh, yeah. That
1: that occurred in 1980. So that occurred between Rocky Two and Rocky Three, and that sort of With us? then it it became a cable television thing. After Mancini versus Kim, it wasn't it wasn't night or n- night and day. They didn't turn it off, but that kind of mm. people don't want to watch someone die. Yeah. And so, you know, this is the first Rocky film that deals with that reality, yeah, which is
0: traumatic, right? Like that recent, the guy who died in the NFL game. I mean, people were, he
1: didn't die. He came back to life.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was
1: a scary yeah. situation. Um, yeah. But, but sure. But even
0: that was like, you know, traumatic for a lot of that people. That was a big thing. You know, the life, NFL right?
1: has dodged the bullet. They haven't had anyone die in an NFL game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They've had people come damn close, you know, yeah, multiple people have been paralyzed uh, you know, I I believe the last time it happened was in a game with well m- m- I, I'm not sure someone was paralyzed from the waist down about 30 years ago, yeah, and but when someone was paralyzed from the neck down about 50 years ago that really changed the rules, uh, right? Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it turns into too much of a of a blood sport. But yeah, getting back to Rocky, um, but
1: like Mancini Kim did change the business of boxing. It's why 15 rounders stopped. Mm -hmm. It's why that's probably the biggest change in the history of boxing is 15 rounders were eliminated.
2: And you think that's why there's a death in the ring as a narrative?
1: I think so. I think it was in the air. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Stallone says in the documentary about his director's cut that he very badly regrets having Apollo die.
2: I saw that, I didn't see the director's cut, but I saw him say that, and it made me wary, I'm wary of seeing the director's cut, in a way, because it's like, I don't think that's a movie that's improved with nuance and stuff, you know.
1: Right, so like, he regrets, he regrets the film he made, because he says, he he was feeling a great deal of pressure from, not pressure, but he wanted to capture what was going on with music videos. Yeah,
2: those and montages so he, are incredible. Yeah. He
1: wanted to make it feel like you were watching a music video for ninety minutes, Yeah. right? And the oh, movie—that's yeah. what I love about the movie—is it like it's just propulsive,
2: right? Right. It's got a glossiness to a shiny kind right. of sheen to it. Looks it looks fucking
1: all his mo- all the movies where he had creative control look great. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, the first Rocky has even,
2: a grittiness to it a little bit. You can even
1: watch like Tango yeah, and it's Cash, much more
0: Indie art House.
1: If you watch like Tango and Cash, you can tell the scenes that were filmed before he had the director fired. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> because they he has look... a reputation for taking control of stuff that he, he just should... stars in.
1: It's very funny because he should have just directed all his movies. You know, Clint, <laughs> East, Clint Eastwood figured this out, right? Like don't go halfway. <laughs> right? Like you're the star mm. of the movie and you want to you want to be directing it. Yeah. But, yeah, in Tango and Cash, there's, like, certain scenes that sort of feel like, you know, sitcom-y. Mm-hmm. They have a sitcom look. And he, and those were the first director. And then the, the other director he hired, it looks like an ad for, like, you know, Minolta cameras or something. Like, mm. it looks fucking great. Like, really great blacks and whites and, like... Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> but... There's a cool like prison escape sequence in that movie that's just like... It's almost like video game in a good way. It's just like... uh, It's so nifty and just... It's a great...
1: It's actually a good movie. uh, It's a cool action movie. That made a lot of money and they just didn't make a sequel for whatever reason. But yeah,
0: so... So I want to talk about the international aspect of Rocky because it seems to me like... It's kind of an analogy, right, for the United States, if you think about it. Like, we start off as an underdog, mm-hmm. right, with this fight that we're not expected to win. Then we, like, make it big, right? But then, like, what ha- what happens when you make it big? It's like, then you have to, like, maintain that. And there's this kind of, like, angst that you have. Sure. That you're not going to be able to, like, be the, you know, the top dog, Three is a big part
2: of that. Maintaining that eye of the tiger, he loses the eye of the tiger. He gets a little soft. He's doing ads, you know. Well, and we've had like rich. a
0: national inferiority complex about that for about- years, right? Like Russia is going to overtake us, and then right, Japan, and then everything, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I think that I think that angst is there in Rocky Four for sure, and I also think it's like they created this thing where it's very like. I don't know if Wagnerian is the word or but it's like this good versus evil like over the top operatic thing. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um in Oh yeah. And you know they take they just dialed everything up, right? So yeah. Stallone in this movie, his physique is ridiculous,
2: right? It's the height of his like muscular, you know, yeah.
1: I'm sure this is the most muscular he ever was. Mm. He is fucking jacked (laughs) in that, in the fight. When we get to the fight, like there is no body fat on him. Mm, Yeah. Um, It doesn't really even look like an athlete anymore. (laughs) I've read interviews with Dolph Lundgren because, you know, Dolph Lundgren campaigned to be in this film. Oh, wow. Stallone felt he was too big, Mm. right? That it would look not silly, but almost unbelievable that right. he could beat someone so big oh yeah. wow but lundgren had not been in a speaking role in a film yet he had been in the grace jones movie the the bond movie that grace jones is
2: in yeah he's got like a one he's got like one scene kind of but was right. dating grace jones I right
1: think. he was dating grace jones at the time which is, you know, if you ever want to read about their relationship, it's 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 really something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were having a lot of fun. But he actively campaigned for this role. And then he says when he got the role, Stallone, Stallone and he embarked on a physical fitness regimen that he found deeply unpleasant. <laughs> that, you know, Lundgren admits he was on steroids. I don't know if he's admitted that Stallone was. But he says that they were working out, you know, every day for hour after hour and not eating. Oh, my right? God. Like he was hungry all the time. Jesus. Um, Because Stallone wanted them to be fucking ripped, like to mm. be absolutely. And, you know. I think that's really cool. <laughs> like, it looks fucking great. Like, um, yeah. And, and, you know, athletes at the time were also all roided up anyway. That was like, eighty five was probably the peak of professional athletes being roided to the gills and getting Mm. away with it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think when steroids
2: controversy started. When Ben
1: Johnson won, I think he won it in '88, right? Mm. Whatever Olympics that was, which was the when steroids in sports finally started getting to be a problem. That the, I
2: think the death of the of Lyle Alzado was really that sad. was a big deal. Yes, because yes, you yes. saw him at the end of his life very thin and gaunt, right. unrecognizable. He was on TV a lot as like an X player, X raider and that was sometime in the eighties, right? Yeah, that was that was mid to late eighties, right? Certainly.
1: And so then people started being like, you know, we have to dial this down. It's getting out of control. And you know, I'm not going to name names because of libel laws, <laughs> but. There's a lot of athletes of the eighties that we celebrate today who were more athletic than the athletes of today, mm. like by a clear margin and like, mm. <laughs> you know, I, I, 40 years of sports training evolution and have yet to recapture what steroids could do <laughs> in the 1980s. Yeah. Isn't there
0: some like Peter Thiel type figure Thiel who wants is, to do the Olympics? With- Peter the Thiel old wants drug to
1: do Olympics where you can do whatever you want
0: um yeah like any 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 steroid up. whatever
1: it's gonna be really funny i hope he does it like this is actually something i support oh come on man. <laughs> just no. like of all the things he does in his life this is one of the least
2: harmful right <laughs> <You think so? laughs> it's less and harmful like, than funding sort of uh you know your fascist
1: <laughs> candidates like this is a better use of his money and like i'm sure he, be like, worse than be, PayPal. he's gonna have to stage it on some islands i know he's big into islands right he's picking to sea steady
0: international waters he's oh my to- <laughs> god he's like the evil guy from fucking mortal combat or some shit
1: <laughs> there's gonna it's be little- lots of like hilarious injuries you know like the sprinters who just do roids but aren't that really good at sprinting mm. um, but yeah
0: people's arms ripping off on the deadlift
1: <laughs> One of my favorite things. I don't know if this person has admitted to using steroids, and so I'm not going to accuse them. But the guy who has the world record for weightlifting, the clean and jerk, I guess is what it's called, right? Where you lift it over your head.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you yeah. watch, so you clean it's it on, and then you jerk it. Yeah. It's
1: on YouTube, and it's a record that has stood for 40 years or something. And and he actually like tilts slightly and has to correct it. And it's the most, it's the most anyone has ever lifted and he didn't even get a good lift on it. (laughs) (laughs) How much, how many,
2: how many, how many, how, how, how big a lift was it?
1: Oh, I can't remember what it is. It's some crazy number, man. Yeah. I have no idea, but it's like two pounds more than anyone has done since. Oh, wow. Dang. There's some woman who set the world record for fastest 800 meter up maybe. And she was like a 400 meter specialist and just decided to run the 800 meter once in her life and set the world record and then never ran it again. Mm-hmm. I believe she has admitted that she I was, was on so, so many performance enhancing drugs that it made her sterile
2: Whoa, for the rest of her
1: life. fuck. So I think that's in there too. Like the Drago steroids, like they just come out and say that he's on steroids.
2: Oh yeah. They have, mm-hmm. you see a, a shot of him getting injected with, right. A, a, so, and I think maybe it comes up in a press conference scene. If I'm missing.
0: Yeah. My favorite part of the movie is the reporter asks him like, if he's on steroids and his team's like, no. And then he's like, well then how do you explain his freakish strength?
1: The movie contains a scene where he punches a, PSI register that tracks how powerful yep. his punch is. And that scene is ludicrous. Like, his punch is as powerful as, like, a
2: bullet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the PSI equals? It's like 2,000 PSI. Or something. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. I, I saw this movie in a movie theater when I was six years old with my parents. And my parents really loved Stallone and everything. My mom said that, I, when we were walking out, they, they, we all loved it. She's like, I thought it was going to come out that... Turn out that, that Drago was a, a robot that the Russians built. Because <laughs> he, he is so like absurdly strong.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. Rocky oh, yeah. just like gives him a right hook, and then his face mask pops off. A face
2: plate. <laughs> I guess international words. controversy. What the shit? The so that would uh, win a Cold so I, War if it came out.
1: So I've seen the director's cut, and you know, in general, I don't like director's cuts. The only director's cut I've ever liked is, and it's not just one, all the different versions of Blade Runner I like. Like I enjoy watching, every every time he changes it, I like it. You know what I mean? I think it's something about Blade Runner itself where constantly remixing it somehow fits with the material. But what
0: I like about- I think they should should have an editor's cut. Just like, let the editor go wild.
2: Sure. (laughs) Someone who didn't direct. Sure. But like,
1: in general, when it comes to director's cuts, people are adding things. And whenever something gets added, it feels kind of strange. Like, it doesn't feel right. It feels like you're watching, like, TV or something. Hmm. Um, And I sort of have that feeling with Rocky IV, the things he added. He adds a scene with Apollo where Apollo explains in in more detail why he wants to do this. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Why Apollo, Apollo explains more.
1: Yes. So Apollo elaborates, elaborates to Rocky that the political dimensions are important to him.
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting.
1: There's also a scene which is really not necessary with Rocky and Adrian in the kitchen, and I think they're discussing bread. Okay. I kind of like that. Like, I think if that had been in the movie originally, everyone would have been fine with it. Right. He also deletes the robot. Robot is gone.
0: In the director's cut, he gets rid Robot of is gone. Oh, also, that's funny.
2: But you see the robot st- behind his son when him and his son and his friends are cheering on. Do you still and see- Matt is entirely removed as well. Whoa! So, do you still see a Rocky Junior cheering him on? No. Watch- the, the, what? Once
1: he goes to Russia, you never see the kids again. Holy shit! Which I think, I think the kids watching the fight has always been bizarre. Yeah. Because you are watching the most violent fight in the history of boxing, right? Right.
0: Yeah. The kids would be The kids would be shitting Apollo. themselves.
1: But like him and his friends are like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. It's
2: Christmas. And <laughs> it's Christmas. That's the other thing. It's Christmas. It's They're not Christmas with their kid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, Adrian whoa. and Rocky went to. Ru- Adrian's there. His mom's not there with them. Adrian's in Russia. In the audience, we'd say. So, the other
1: see. thing about this is it's it just is, a robot
0: holding down the fort. Yeah. It
2: is the greatest. It
1: is the greatest boxing match of all time. Right. Like, like if this occurred, you know, I would watch this fight five hundred times.
2: <laughs> we well, have yeah, Christmas a scr- morning. It should be. It's scripted. It
1: should be. It's Chris, but compared to the other fights, it blows them out of the water in terms of like (laughs) what it does. It's Christmas morning in Moscow, right? And Mm -hmm. fucking Rocky Balboa against Ivan Drago, Mm -hmm. right? Rocky gets down, knocked down 40 times or whatever, right? Like should be dead, and then wins it in the 15th round, right? Like it's perfect. Mm -hmm. The the Russian fans all start cheering for Rocky. Yeah. And that's when people bring up the film, they say, "You know, that is." I think Bill Simmons said it's the biggest reach in the history of films.
2: That the Russian fans would cheer. That the Rocky. Russian
1: fans would cheer for him. Well, if um, the
2: fight's that good, you're saying t- the if the fight's if, if, if contextualized, if it's if if they're watching the greatest fight of all time, yes. it's possible the greatest comeback of all time. Yes, I, then that makes that plausible. I think it is
1: plausible. Yeah. Or I've thought about it over the years, like because for one thing Rocky Balboa would be extremely popular in every country
0: <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> like the so- the soviets would you know the S- soviet union people in the soviet union loved ali right cuz he was yeah. anti-american and well he's anti-vietnam anti us imperialism right but i just think rocky balboa the little italian guy all over the world people would love rocky
2: didn't they like? I mean, didn't I mean? Didn't Soviet Union like people? Regular people liked American pop culture too, though. Generally, right. don't you hear like about Michael that? Like, maybe, was, they like. It's uh, not like even
1: I now. I don't. I don't know if necessarily like. I don't know. <laughs> I think the movie makes clear that they didn't really like
2: Drago that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were told he was a, how great we. He, like, his supremacy was so important to the country, <laughs> right? But maybe like.
1: Maybe in the context of the greatest boxing match, it's not as as big a reach as some other things I've seen. Let me put mm-hmm. it that way.
2: The bigger reaches that are in the movie that establish that very premise. There's bigger reaches. It's it's a subsequent. It's not the biggest reach in the movie. I would say having that fight itself is the bigger reach, probably. Or right.
1: Rocky getting
0: get knocked down seventeen. Or
1: Rocky saying. training yeah. for this fight without any sparring like that's <laughs> the contrast the that sequence montage... is
0: really interesting yeah because they, they they switch between drago with you know the high-tech soviet technique uh-huh. and then rocky who's just like on a farm in russia
1: rocky's training like more more of a russian rocky's yeah.
0: the
2: one who's training like a russian yeah um, His turn yeah He's like the he's snow. like chopping
0: down trees out there. He's pulling sleds through the snow,
2: and we see that cut back and forth. The tech Drago using the technology of like like a, a Rocky the Earth hands in the Earth kind of like right. more authentic, you know. But no <laughs>
0: Russian boxer had ever tried. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all the tools you need right here in your own frozen land (laughs)
1: all that's all that stuff pops the only thing that doesn't pop is the song isn't as good as uh, you know previous rocky songs hearts on on on
2: fire is not really that great they that's pretty good they play it again at the closing credits (laughs) like the hearts on fire what else do you oh and the and the burning heart what he's like burning heart burning heart i don't like i'm gonna straight up say (laughs) i don't like burning heart well, you know that song from Karate Kid, what is it, The Best Around? Like, uh, you're the best uh-huh. around. Yeah, it's very similar. That was written for Rocky Four, apparently. Oh, really? And they somehow, like, I they this I remember those... that stuff was
1: happening there.
2: Um, yeah, like, he I picked just think, other stuff.
1: I just think compared to Living in America and No Easy Way Out, like, <laughs> the No Easy Way Out sequence, I have watched that. Like, I've watched this movie, I don't know, 50 times. Yeah. The no easy way out sequence I've watched easily a hundred. You know, just pop it on <laughs> YouTube, right? Cuz it just bangs, man. And like that's Yeah.
0: That's slight. Which talent. which sequence what, what is that one from?
1: When, after he talks to Adrian, he has a flashback it's of Rocky all the previous 4? Yeah. He talks to Adrian cuz she doesn't oh, want him to go.
0: And he gets in the car. He
1: drives his Lamborghini in the night. And he looks at his own statue,
0: like kind of not his whole life, but like the whole, all the Rocky movies flash. And that
1: sequence is such, that sequence is really going for it, man. We're going to have this montage of all the previous films interspersed with like Sylvester Stallone looking hot as shit in his car, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it works. It doesn't drag. It doesn't feel useless. It actually, it gets me a little choked up.
2: Well, he stops and looks at his own statue outside the, uh, Philadelphia Museum of Art, the Rocky uh-huh. statue. He stops uh-huh. and pulls over at night and looks up at it, which kind of gets at the Wagnerian thing you're talking about, because it's like gods, like because the figures in those narratives are like literal, like right, like, you know, either royalty or god. It's like you have a sen- he's a sense of himself as himself as an icon. Like, am I as good as the guy who's got that statue? Do I, right. do I have I earned the statue? <laughs>
0: like, mm, the statue he threw his bike helmet at, right in Rocky <laughs> Three,
2: right. Which, who else can any of us ever relate to a, a situation where you see a statue of yourself and you're kind of thinking about Yeah, them,
0: like you like, know, I mean, not every day you want to look your own statue, you know? It hits <laughs> you wrong and you're just like, God damn it. It's
2: my I let there. the world down and they build a statue of me. God damn I might let the world He didn't let the world down at that point.
0: That's why- It's I, hard to give uh, criticism when they make a statue of you. You know, you can't say like, could you do another pose? So you just kind of <laughs> got to go with it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, we discussed but, yeah. it. That's the movie. <laughs> you guys ain't got <laughs> anything
2: else to say?
0: Are you? Is that? That's how you want to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> that was. That's, that's a very abrupt <laughs>
0: this date ended very strangely.
1: Well, you guys have anything else to say about? We really have. Well, dis- I just just out of curiosity. Just well, had every a curi- time we do this, like thirty minutes later, I realize things I didn't say.
0: Which I do? mean, we talked about the you know international relations impact. We talked a lot about like,
2: from every angle, it's, made. it's been broken down. Yeah. Analyzed, discussed. Did, now you guys are planning, are you going to do this with Rocky five and you're going to do like the Creed movies?
0: I'm thinking about it. I mean, I haven't been like, you know, I go f- the reviews pretty heavily. Mm. So if something has bad reviews, I'm quite reluctant. Rocky to watch it.
1: five is not bad. Um, it's
0: got better reviews. Does it? It does.
2: I mean, it's not, you know,
0: Stallone Both himself was
2: not happy score. with it. And I'm sorry, it was, I shouldn't, yeah, get a, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean.
0: It's got 31 tomato meter and 31 <laughs> audience score. <laughs> oh, really? That's a rotten tomato, buddy.
2: I mean,
1: as, as a kid, I hated it, right? Because it's a Rocky movie where he never has a boxing match. Mm. Oh, jeez right?
0: Yeah, that does sound bad. So Talking like, to the turtles.
1: It's, it's like a Rocky movie about brain damage right? He's forced to retire because of brain damage. and So it's like man versus man? It's very much an indictment
2: of the boxing industry. Oh yeah, you have like a, a Don King-esque character.
1: There's a Don King-esque character who wants him to come back even though it's not medically safe for him to do so. Right. And he trains a young boxer who becomes corrupted by the business.
2: And boy, like... Rocky loses all of his money. So he's like moving back to the old neighborhood. You know,
1: that's the biggest reach in the history of the franchise.
2: He could just write a book or something or do like, (laughs) like be in an ad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After beating, after beating Drago, like Rocky Balboa could just ask for money. Right. Like like there's no scenario where Rocky Balboa would ever be broke after that. That's
0: the like The president project. would
2: say, like, hey, you won the Cold War for us, you're good, you never have to worry about anything again.
1: Like when when Joe Lewis went broke, various Vegas gangsters just gave him money. Oh wow. Right. Mm. And he, he worked as a casino greeter in Vegas. And from my understanding, was quite happy with that lifestyle. Like he would just hang out in a casino and make, you know, really good money for that time
0: doing it. That sounds nice.
1: Yes. Like he was happy, like hanging out in casinos was something that he would want to do anyway.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: So yeah, the scenario where Rocky would be down in the dumps, living in some (laughs) shitty, you know two-bedroom house in philly right it's just not gonna happen
2: and his also, wife and son have to go back into lifestyle they have to roll back to like they've <laughs> grown up they've lived in rich like his sons they rich.
0: have it's like, to sell the like, robot
2: it's like depicted as yeah, like some he's... lawyer
1: steal all steals all his money who's this lawyer like, like the lawyer accountant. would not get away with that the, lo- <laughs> the <laughs> <Yeah>. federal government <laughs> would make sure that lawyer gave oh, all God. the money back
0: what what's the lawyer's last name <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I just I, hope it's a it's nice like a pat. It's one scene in passing,
2: thing. right? Polly, yet- Polly gave Polly gives him power of attorney, and then all the money. Oh, gone. that's right. Polly's fault. Yeah, his she's <laughs> just like failed failure brother-in-law? <laughs> like, but again. I that was my biggest
1: problem with it is this idea that Rocky is destitute somehow. Um, mm.
2: I think because he can't top Rocky Five, Stallone was thinking like, "Gotta go back to the basics." Right? Like, he like, it, I think Rocky Four created this problem,
1: where he can never get in better shape, he can never yeah. have a villain more fearsome, he can never have the stakes higher. He wanted. Plus, his he was already to... old
0: in the last one.
1: Yeah, I mean over right. the age. do we would. just
0: forget about the fact that he was like nearing the end of his career and in Rocky, we didn't know if he could Rocky keep 4? up with the new people? Yeah.
1: Well, I think that Rocky IV presents it as, it's not the end of his career because it's immediately after the Clubber Lang fight. But doesn't he retire? But, I mean, kind it's, of the like-
0: end of, it's the end of Apollo's career and Rocky, you know, when Apollo's like wanting to fight Drago, Rocky's like, you know, we're changing, we're turning into ordinary people now. Right. So, he like, does say yeah. that. He
1: does say that, but in the context of his career,
2: that's not quite what it was. He's not an active boxer. like though, Right.
1: He's...
0: Mm.
1: Apollo is retired and wants to come back out of retirement.
0: So you're saying Rocky had another fight in him potentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, in Rocky five, he says that mm-hmm. like, he's very upset that they're making him retire because he just had his best performance. Right. Um, and in terms of Stallone being yoked as shit, there were still some more years of that. Mm. Sure. If you want to see a movie that okay. really captures his vanity, the best, it's probably *The Specialist*. <laughs> There's some like nude tai chi in that, and a He's shower like, sex scene with Sharon Stone. Stallone does Sharon Stone. nude tai chi. What? Stallone does. Stallone nude tai does
0: tai chi. nude tai chi.
1: Yeah. And he is just absolutely jacked. Like he's huge in that one. My I had an ex girlfriend who was super into Stallone. And (laughs) and that was the one for her, the specialist.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, it's a weird movie because it's got. It's a cool movie because it's got like the villains are like Rod Steiger. It's like a, a mobster, Rob Steiger, and his son Eric Roberts. Uh-huh. And you have James Woods, who's legitimately great in it, as like an insane milita- military ex military guy that Stallone used to work with. As like because right. it Stallone's like a bomb, sets up bombs and they're bomb yes. makers. Because in the nineties, it became cool. Like people were fascinated by bomb. Like it's kind of that speed thing where. Creative bomb makers were, like, you have some a bomb hidden in a thing. Your escalator the, stops. Over, like,
1: one of the issues with the movie is it's kind of silly seeing him tinker. Yes, the brain. So like, he's so jacked and like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and like he's using these little implements, you know, right. But yeah, like, so he could have <laughs> continued. He could have continued making these athletic spectacles, but chose not to for whatever reason and it killed the franchise for a long time Mm -hmm. whereas with rambo i think he he felt you know the rambo movies were always about the politics of the 1980s and i i think he couldn't figure out a way to make a rambo movie that was political anymore and then he figured it out and it was like about fucking malaysia like
2: Oh yeah, he read in like at like like he. I think he said he read read in like Soldier of Fortune magazine about like something going on in, like have yeah, some obscure like something that is not in the front page news, but just yeah, something awful going on in the world of like you know. Mm.
1: Yeah, he was like, "I'll just have Rambo go around the world taking down terrorists that are doing bad stuff, and it'll be ripped from the headlines in that way."
0: Are we talking about Rambo Last Blood here?
1: No, no Rambo so- Last Blood is vaguely racist and is about Mexican cartels.
0: Yeah. Rambo Last Blood has 26% tomato meter, 81% audience score.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I fucking love Rambo. I love... Yeah. I. It's like probably the most successful grindhouse exploitation franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, And... That's why I'm excited to get into that series because it is so political little and so teaser. relevant.
0: What? <laughs> little, te- little teaser for the Rambo series we're going to be doing.
1: That's right. We- All right, guys. Great Thank- episode. Thanks, hey, thanks so Theo. much.
2: Yeah.
1: You got to save the recording and stuff. Yeah.
2: I got it. I'm okay. going to hit. Yeah, okay. I got that. Das- yeah, just yeah. email it to me. Do you we'll have do. his email? I can send you his email if you don't. I should. Jo- yeah, I should have it. I'll ask you for it if I don't have it.
1: Okay.